From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight! Hi folks, my name is Matthew Terry. This is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I sincerely appreciate every single click that that play button gets. And as of late, we've been getting a hell of a lot of clicks on those play buttons. Uh, thanks again to Gregory Iron for being on the show last week. And uh, for, as I as I kind of dubbed it, part one with Gregory Iron, I'm going to sit down and talk to him again. Um, but people are not just, they, they came and, uh, you know, Gregory got so much reaction and then, People are listening to older interviews. They're listening to uh, the Mark Wheelers. They're listening to the Portia Perez. They're listening to the Angelina Love. They uh, they're they're being they're coming to the website timetofight.ca. Thank you for coming to the website and uh, they're checking out all these podcasts. And um, thank you so much, so much, so much for uh, for patronizing timetofight.ca. All right, so before I go any further, I don't want to go any further because I've waited long enough to talk, tell you guys about this, to talk about this. I've been wanting to, to mention details or just ideas or what have you, but I didn't because I didn't want to jinx it and because I have a bad, bad luck history with having ideas or visions or things like that, talking about them, and then they don't happen. However, now we are 99% that this is going that this is going to happen and that last one percent i'm not exaggerating when i say that last one percent is going to be so easy so we're essentially at 100 percent, and once that 100 percent happens then we just have to build it we just have to construct it and what are we constructing if you follow uh it's time to fight facebook page if you don't what are you waiting for on tuesday i was at cable 14 in hamilton and I, I put a picture up there, and I had a caption that said, we're up to something, and this is what we're up to. Um, some people guessed it. or they, they, they did, but they didn't. I just have to clarify it. A, a wrestling fan by the name of Ace Woods, he, he basically said it first. I'll give him credit for it. And he said that uh, It's Time to Fight podcast is going to be streamed on Cable 14. Yes, but no. Um. What you're listening to right now, the audio version of It's Time to Fight, is not going to Cable 14. A variation of It's Time to Fight is going to Cable 14. What's the difference? Other than, obviously this is audio, that's video, and the fact that there's less restrictions on me here, uh, most of which profanity, um, even though I'm not big on the Fs or the Ss or the Cs or the Bs or what have you, I'm not, I'm not big on that. There's just there's no restriction. If I want to drop an F, I can drop an F here on on cable 14. Obviously, I can't do that. Um, so that's going to be a difference. 
But the biggest difference is that variation of It's Time to Fight is going to be regionalized to Hamilton. There are rules that you must face, or you must follow, I should say, when uh, you are on cable content television, or sorry, uh, community content television, which is what Cable 14 is. The CRTC, which is the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission, has rules for public access television, and it has to be local content. And as, as much as Hamilton, sincerely, I love Hamilton, and I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get a little more into that in just a second. They, I, I genuinely have a a soft spot for Hamilton. I literally, literally got my start um, in Hamilton as a ring announcer. You know, arguably what I'm most successful and quote unquote famous for is ring announcing, and that's where I got my start. That's where I ring announced for the very first time, and that's where. I got my quote unquote big break and really started taking off with my ring announcing. And Hamilton and the Hamilton fans and the Hamilton wrestlers are very, very special to me. That that's sincere and that's genuine. So I don't but at the same time, I don't want to take the audio version, what you're listening to now, and I don't want to turn it into just Hamilton. I want to still have that ability and the option to talk to a broader audience or a broader subject. Uh, like, for example, last week we had Gregory Iron on here. Um, Gregory Iron is not from Hamilton. Uh, this week we're talking to Mark from C4 in Ottawa. Obviously, he's not talking about Hamilton. So I just want to have that ability. As much as I love Hamilton and Hamilton is special to me, I want to have the ability to, to talk to a broader uh, subject line and this the variation on cable 14 is going to be uh, Hamilton based and that includes let's see Ancaster Dundas Greensville West Central and East Hamilton Hamilton Ma Mountain Stony Creek Winona Glanbrook Caledonia Cayuga Dunville Hagersville Jarvis so that's that's basically where this is going to be centralized. And I could not be more excited. Uh, I had the meeting on Tuesday at Cable 14 with my new best friend, Rob, and we we laid out the structure of it. Um, well, the basic structure, because, you know, things are going to have to switch around. They've already switched down uh, around slightly. Um, local promotions are going to be involved, but it, it is going to be a variation of It's Time to Fight on Cable 14. And I, I am, again, I am so excited and I am so jacked up about this and I can't wait. Uh, we are aiming for the middle of June. Obviously, I'm going to keep you updated. We are, we are, we're focusing on the middle of June is going to be when uh, the broadcast starts. And I will, I will also share with you because I know that this, again, this audio version, it goes out to a wider wider audience like cable 14 is only broadcast in the or the, the the variation of it's time to fight on cable 14 will only be broadcast in the areas that i just uh, described to you this obviously goes out further i will explain to you because there is a way that you can go onto their website and you can watch their content on their website or you can stream it or download it and uh, obviously i'm going to be pushing that to the moon as i would say to my uh 
to my three-year-old son, Prince Isaac. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that, but uh, definitely keep an eye on timetofight.ca for, for information on that. Keep an eye on the It's Time to Fight Facebook page. Follow at Announcer Terry. That's me personally. Follow uh, Time to Fight Pod on Twitter at Time to Fight Pod. And all the information, all the details, all the updates are going to be on there as soon as we get them because uh, all of us at uh, It's Time to Fight are very, very excited about getting this off the ground. So on the show today is Mark from C4 in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, that's all you're going to get. No, you're, you're going to get a little bit more in just in just a couple minutes, uh, and you're going to understand why Mark, uh, just Mark's first name, and no picture is on the graphic. Uh, that's going to be explained to you in just a couple seconds. Um, before we get to the interview, had a bit of a, a technical difficulty getting this interview. Um, I was to talk with Mark on this past Wednesday, and him and I uh, got got a hold of each other. But uh, my phone goes through my podcast system, and I could hear him. He couldn't hear me, and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, so I had to let him go. And uh, luckily, he was uh, he was uh, more than accommodating to talk to me uh, Thursday, yesterday, and uh, get this interview done. Um, I, I figured out it was just it was a setting on my phone. Got that figured out. Um, but you, 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 at the beginning of the interview, the only reason I'm explaining this to you is because the, at the beginning of the interview, which I could have easily just cut out. Um, but it's just, it's, it's realism folks. Um, you, you'll hear why I, I, I say like, oh, sweet Jesus, you can hear me. Um, I met Mark 12, 13, 14 years ago, somewhere in that time frame when I worked for Universal Wrestling Alliance. And I remember meeting a young man with passion and vision and a love for wrestling and just like me, very similar to me. And but him and I just we weren't friends. We didn't click uh, on a social level. And I, I I I started wondering why, especially now that I've done the interview, um, because I it was so easy to talk to him, even though him and I haven't talked in so many years. Like actually talked, you know, voice to voice. Like we've talked over social media, but or not social media, but uh, like messengers. But um, I could talk to him for hours, I'm pretty sure. And I'm sorry I, I didn't have that opportunity. Like, uh, you know, Mark, uh, he was at work at the time, but he was uh, he was nice enough to, to find a little corner that him and I could talk talk uh, for, you know, a little bit of time. Um, you know, I almost wonder if 12, 13, 14 years ago, when he walked into Universal Wrestling Alliance and he was so much like me that I was jealous is that is that is that res resentment? You know, just I I've been here a year and you are walking in here to step on my toes and you know invade my territory, quote unquote. Um. And and you know what? It, maybe I maybe I was a bit of a resent resentful prick, and I I definitely regret that because I could have been talking to Mark for the past fourteen years about wrestling, but luckily enough. I was able to uh, to get the opportunity to talk to Mark for a half an hour, a roundabout, about wrestling. And uh, it's a great little talk. Hope you enjoy it. Hello? Hello. I can hear you. You can hear me! 
Yes. Sweet just, Jesus, you can hear me. I just say so you know, I'm outside. I just left my office for a little bit so I can talk. I'm just gonna walk somewhere where it won't be quite as windy or anything. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so how much of your time do I have? Uh, I could do I could do probably close to half an hour. Close to half an hour. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll 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 definitely do my best to uh, to not keep you for too long. That's all right. I'm just almost where I can talk better with no interruptions or anything. Okay, no problem. What are you like in downtown Ottawa right now? No, no, I'm at Tony's Pasture. So oh, okay. But it's also wide open and windy outside. So. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what the hell is your last name? Uh, Paulisel. Paulisel. Okay, is but there? That's a... why I just use AP. I just use Mark P. <laughs> like, okay, why is that? Easier. Is that just because no one can pronounce it, or? It's, it's a pronouncing thing. It's uh, it's just it's a whole variety of reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I've noticed, like over time, um, yeah. like on social media and stuff, that your last name doesn't pop up much at all. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if that was a. I don't know if that was intentional at first, or if it ever was. But I'm just kind of like it's never. It's not really about me, kind of thing. So, yeah. okay, fair enough. Because the other thing was in preparation for this, I was like, yeah. okay, I'll find a picture of the guy, and <laughs> so I can make the graphic. There's no pictures of you out there either. Again, just the C4 logo is enough. <laughs> there, yeah, which I'm probably going to end up using. I'm probably just going to like episode number eleven is Mark with a C4 logo. <laughs> <laughs> It, again, it's it, like I said. It's it, I've never been one to put myself front and center of things. Those who know, like those who work for me, know who I am, and that's what's important to me. Well, and that's like I've I've being or talking to people like you know. Obviously, I'm from the Niagara area. I work a lot in yeah. Hamilton, and a lot of the guys from Hamilton they go down to work for you in C4. Yeah, and just. Over the years, they've talked about how you don't want to be the center of attention. How, you know, the big joke these days is, you know, you can't say Vince McMahon's name during the Hall of Fame. and But you don't want to be brought up. You don't want to be in the middle of anything. And and that's by design? I, I, well, are we recording right now or just chatting? Oh, no, we're, <laughs> no, we're recording. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I just wasn't sure. Um, I mean, look, look, I'd say, like... On a whole, televised wrestling is pretty... Can I swear? Oh, of course, of course, yes. <laughs> okay, pretty fucking boring, because the format of it has, essentially, on the WWE level, has not changed since 1997. And that oh-so-fresh storyline of an authority figure. And I, and I feel that the minute you have... You bring somebody into the mix that, A, is not a worker, like me... Yeah, and B and B would have to fulfill that role one way or the other. You're going to go down that road, and it's easier just to avoid it altogether. So, does C four have an authority figure, or no? I, I, I eleven, twelve years in, we've we've never needed one. Uh, like it's it's. <laughs> Now it's is to, is that an avoidance, like, or is that like, do you purposely try to 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 direct things so you don't need that authority figure? Basically, I think it's 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 much easier for me. It makes more sense that the stories are told by the the the, the, the workers in the ring. Yes, 
Um, we have had, like, I mean, a guy like, although I don't know if any of the listeners would be familiar with Twiggy from C4, who was a character who evolved over 10 years and was both a wrestler and an amazing promo character. Um, and now he, people are going to look him up. <laughs> yeah, uh, James McGee, he's a, <laughs> but uh, Twiggy is what he wrestled under. But he's, uh, go back and watch any of our shows on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, he's a, he was in the very first C4 match and he was in the main event at the, at the last show we did at the Knights of Columbus in Vanier. And his character kind of evolved over that period of time. And he worked not as an authority figure, but he was really, he was somebody who could tell stories verbally. Whereas I don't really do that with a lot of talent. Yeah. I, 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 if someone wants to cut a promo, great. If someone wants to record a video promo, great. Um, but I don't. I tend to avoid avoid going too deep in that direction. Um, I'd say another reason is because we run about nine, ten times a year. I don't believe that anyone coming. Or, okay, not anyone, but the majority of people are coming out to follow a WWE light style product. Yes. The reason people are coming out and the reason people tell their friends is because they come out, have a good time, see an amazing night of action and want to see that again. There is stories. I like, I do have stories going through things, but again, those stories are told through action versus uh, discussion or promos or other things like that. Like if it was, if we were doing weekly TV or something like that, of course there's a need for it. But for the product that we are, I don't believe at this point it necessitates that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, before like we're, we're kind of in the modern, I'm, I'm going to take this way back. I'm going to take this back, yeah, as, sure. as you said, about 11, 12 years. And the very first show at the Knights of Columbus in Vanier. Yep. Um the six-sided ring, because I I, st- I still have that video. <laughs> that death trap of a ring. That well, yeah. no, hey, I fixed it. <laughs> at uh, that time. At that time. At that time, it was a piece of shit. Well, it at was that an, <laughs> at that time, and I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast. Uh, Dave was planning on retiring. Dave Dalton, my mentor. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was planning on retiring, and I told him, like he said, I have another year or two, and I said, okay, when you decide to get out. You know, tell me, and I'll buy everything off you. Yep. And so, and at that point, it was still the square ring. And it was, from all accounts, it was a phenomenal ring. It was. It was a soft bump, and it was kind of like a trampoline, but it was a good yeah, trampoline. Yeah, it was, it was the old style with the big spring in the middle. Exactly. And it took a lot to put together, but it was, from everybody I ever heard who worked in that ring, it was great. Yeah. So then, like, it was still a square ring, and then not long after, I'm talking to Dave on the phone. I had already moved here, and I'm talking to Dave on the phone, and he's like, guess what I did? And I'm like, what'd you do? do?" And he's like, I changed the ring. And I'm like, what'd you do? Why? And he's he's like, it's six-sided now. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Because, of course, at the time... Uh, uh, TNA. Believed, yeah, yeah. He he believed the TNA was the wave of the future, and that's arguable, um, <laughs> or the debatable, I should say. Yeah. So he had turned it into the six sided ring, 
And I there was kn- that, and for MMA training, he was hoping to do as well. Yes, he was. He was. He was helping. He was hoping to get into MMA training. Um. So yeah, I I and actually, the first time I ever saw the ring was on your video. All right. <laughs> okay. And then when he decided it was time to retire, he said, "Do you still want it?" And I was like, "Sure." Like, you know, I I didn't realize it was a death trap at that point. Yeah. Um. And then once I got it, I fixed it up. But uh, your or C four was yep. like when you and I first met with, with the Universal yep. Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. I could tell that you were uh, a thinker. Let's just say that um, a visionary. Let's let's that's even better. Visionary. Well, thank you. And like and like your passion for wrestling was obvious, and you had that satchel with all the buttons on it. I remember that. <laughs> and then I remember C four being like at the time there was Universal Wrestling Alliance, and I don't know if uh, CPW was still going across the pond. No, CPW had stopped. Their last show would have been, I might be wrong, it was either June 2006 or June 2007. It was, it might, I think it was June 2006. They did a big arena show, and that was their last show. Okay. Um, that was at, their... the time when, at the time, basically, when C4 was starting up, uh, in the previous months in the region, there was Hannibal's first show. Okay. Uh, the, the one that drew 5,000 people to the Civic Center for a, uh, a chain's main event and uh, Bret Hart uh, no showing yeah. or not being there and not being announced, not being there until midway through the show. Um, and then the other thing that had run that previous June was, and I still, I love popping in this DVD every now and then just because it's, there's a lot of uh, what the fuck on it, which was uh, now new Ottawa wrestling. I remember something about that. Yes. <laughs> And they ran a big arena and spent a lot of money into something that did not go very well. So the landscape was basically, Dave was still doing the gym shows. And okay. by the gym shows, I don't mean the Lee's Avenue gym shows. I mean, he had moved to, it was the training center and it was a small little yes. corner of a, and of he a had, room. And he had put the ring in the back or something. Yeah, for these little shows that might have held 50 or 60 people standing room. Yes. And then aside from that, there was rage wrestling, big time thing going on. So, and like, okay, now clear this up first and foremost. Someone told me that the reason that you got into promoting was because um, nobody else wanted to use you or no one else kind of gave you the time of day. I don't think so. I don't, like... In what sense? Like, I mean, in terms of wanting to put on what I was wanting to present? Yes. Like, I, I, okay, re- well, <laughs> I remember you presenting ideas to Dave. Yeah. And, and no, I, I will fully say that, look, at the end of the day, and I've always said this, Dave was going to do what Dave was going to do. Yes. And after, after six months of me throwing ideas at him, I realized that. And that's not, that's no fault of his own. That's no one's fault because the same thing is for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had some 21 year old kid come to me with all these ideas, Sure, I'd hear them out, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be my product. Yes. And so whether if I agreed with what Dalton did or not, it was, it was his product and his vision. Yeah. So, so I, and I know he got, he, we had some issues when I went out on my own at first, but by the time C4 started up, I think we were fine. Yeah. Um, See, I never knew but, there was any kind of issues between you guys. Uh, there was a, like. Because I think I was gone by that point. I had moved to Niagara by that point. Yeah, basically, um, so 
he lost Lee's, Lee's Avenue, which was a phenomenal facility. It was yes. basically the old gym. If any of the videos you've been posting, if anyone's listening has seen those, it was an old uh, college gymnasium yep. that you could probably get 500 people in there. He never did, but you could have got 500 in there. Mm-hmm. And it was a, re- and he basically was at the back of this old college campus that wasn't being used. And he had the run of the place and it was a really awesome spot. Um, he had that all on borrowed time because the, the college building was sold to the university and they had to get out of there, blah, blah, blah. So by the time he, he decided to take the show on the road, which basically meant running in, in Kingston or running in, in random parts of Quebec. And it was just running spot shows essentially. Yes. And my thought process was I, I, I've given this time and it's not like, I could see the the writing being on the wall. It was just going to be spot shows and I wasn't going to show up every week or whatever and give my energy to something that, that again, by nobody's fault, wasn't going to be what I was trying to push. Yes. And I got that. Like, I, I totally get that. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, uh, shortly after that happened, I got talking with IWS out of Montreal at the time who were extremely hot based off of, Kevin Steen, El Generico, and those guys really blowing up. And in the summer 2005, so they, so UWA would have left Lee's Avenue in January 2005. So summer 2005, I ran an IWS show in Gatineau. Okay. And that is where me and Dalton, me and Dave had a very, very decisive, different directions and uh, different opinions on things. He, he really thought I, I come in to spy on him and, and, and like he, he paid some of the students not to work a show I put on that afternoon before the IWS show. And it was, it was just all silly stuff. But by the, by, by the time I like I, a year later, I came and just talked to him and I think everything was fine. And I can also imagine the person who, who said when it, no one will give me the time of day was probably Dave. Cause that sounds like Dave, but, <laughs> but, but, so it was like it was what it was. Yeah. And it's wrestling. Wrestling's really stupid sometimes. But everything was fine and I think by the time I was starting something on my own instead of promoting Montreal shows in Gatineau, after Ontario became deregulated and it was much easier to run a show in Ontario, by the time I started up C four, I think he was kind of on his way out with UWA. Yeah. Like you said, he said he had a year or two left. Like he was he was checked out. He had a school. It wasn't, I think when he had Lee's, he had much bigger hopes. Yeah. And again, this is me just speculating. I could be totally wrong, but by the time he, he kind of settled for what this was going to be, he was fine letting someone else to try and do what he couldn't, or he didn't do. Yeah. So. So now, now the, uh, the stencil that Dave was using was, you know, he, he had his students and he would bring in, um, let's quote unquote names, uh, TNA names, WWE names, former former WWE names, former yeah, yeah. ECW names. Now C four the opening show, um, you you had Steen, uh, you had El Generico. So not it, the opening show for Generico, but I had Steen. My 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 was, Gen- was Generico not on the. No, he would have. His first show was April of two thousand and eight. Oh no, for, I'm so, thinking Hallowicked. Sorry, Hallowicked. I, I just, just so remember there was a mask guy in the main event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Hallowicked. So my, the differences of how we we put on a show was look, I 
I will say that I think that the template I I used then is what most of Ontario's successful promotions have followed, to which day. is a core base of locals, some Northeast U.S. guys, um, some uh, talent from around from the rest of Canada, and maybe a fly-in, and that mix and mix them. Whereas Dalton's shows were UWA's shows were student matches underneath. Yep. Maybe a, a car with a, a, a group of guys from Michigan who would only work each other, and then a main event name, and you might mix in one of your names with that. Yeah. My my take on that was nobody's getting any better. Your locals are not going to grow at all because all they're doing is working each other. And I think that's also where me and me and Dave butted heads was his mentality of his students could only work his shows and not go out and get better. So, so what I, so yeah, for, for C4's building blocks, it was really to mix up the locals who could go with, with just a variety of opponents. Okay. And so what now when you, when you did that first show, was yeah. was there a future like did you or was it just let's see how this goes? No, for, okay. So this is another thing that okay. I, I feel that I took from UWA, okay. which was I felt with Dave to a degree it was very uncertain when the next show would be. And I when I and like yeah that does have to do with losing the billion, but I remember it was the end of it was the end of the one with with Raven and Sin in the main event where he's scrambling. He's like, let's put on, we've got to have a show in four weeks or five, six weeks. And we're like, what's the name for it? And I'm like, paving the road. So then he announced the November show, like at the end of this October one. Yeah. And it really hadn't been too deeply planned. So my whole thing when I started C4 was like, look, consistency. Fans need consistency. They need to know there's a reliable promotion that is going to run every whatever date. So before I had my first show booked, I had a year's worth of dates booked with the venue. Okay. Um, the first one could have flopped, and I <laughs> wouldn't have done those, but I wanted to make sure when I had that first show, I had a second date to announce. Okay. Before before you go on any further, and I'm, I'm going to do yeah, this sure. quickly, um, and because I don't think I've ever told this to you, the Knights of sure. Columbus in Vanier, I used to play. Yeah. I used to play darts. Uh, okay. In the opposite side from where you held the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our locker room, basically. Okay, there you go. So, I had gone in there and I had said to them, "You know, would you guys house wrestling?" Yeah. And they said, "No, we would never do that." I said, yep. "Really? Because this would this would be a great build building for it. like it's got a like a, it's not tall, but you had the a low the low ring. Ceiling, yeah, exactly." And I said, "But you know, there's there's such a thing as a as a low ring and all that." Nope, nope, nope. And they were so dead set against it. And I remember when I heard you were holding your first show, I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was look. It took it, it took a lot of work. Maybe I just didn't badger them enough, or I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think there were other people who went in there talking about wrestling as well, because I heard from other. I, I only heard of it because I had heard it mentioned that other people had approached them, not you, but another local yeah. promotion. Okay. Well, no, I didn't um, even have a promotion at the time. I just went in there yeah. and just said, "Hey, would you guys ever host wrestling?" And they just, they were like laughing, like, "No." <laughs> no, yeah, I, I like, I know they were very iffy about it, but they heard me out. And 
like I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was the way I went about it, but I wasn't. I'm not, I'm not. You're not. But I'm saying that any of the era, any worker who was trying to promote shows carried themselves a certain way. Yeah. And in my experience, that was a detriment to what I was trying to do, and other promotions were trying to do. And I think in the last ten years, again, in the in the, in the wake of after I started up, this generation is carrying themselves much different. This generation is. We're trying to put on a show that's going to benefit both of us. We're not just trying to run a venue, smash some walls, bleed on stuff, and never run here again, and not pay you, by the way. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So with, my, with, with running at the night, I, I don't know of many other promotions, in, in, at least in Ontario, that can also say that they ran the same venue for almost 11 years. Yes. No issues. Never any issues. And... They loved us. They loved us to the end. Like we had incredible bar sales for them. Um, they, they when they were moving, they were trying to find a venue, and they told me, "You're at the top of our list for priority for a new venue, for a yeah. new building we got." So it was just to me, it was like lo- investing in the long term is what is what made sense, and it wasn't just let me run sh- one show here and then we'll see how it goes. It was here's a here's a deal here's a here's a memo I've written out. Here are my dates for the next year. Let's see what we can do. You can cancel, but I need a certain, like, 60-day window that both of us can cancel if we need to. And just several other provisions, and we made up this contract, and we agreed to it. And, and it was, I always was paying a deposit. I never had any issues. So we really built up a good relationship. It was uh, a great venue, too, in the end. And, but again, it was something that built up after over 10 years. It wasn't... It was that first show, we had 150 people, and then we dipped down to under 100 for a while, and then after about four or five years of, again, the consistency, we started, it, word of mouth started spreading, and then that's when we started doing three, four, and by the end in that place, we were getting 500. Now, did you outgrow it, or did they move out? <laughs> they moved out. Okay. I was very happy running there. I would, it sucked turning people away. Yeah. But I always felt when people were like, you should go to an arena. I'm like, well, okay, if we turn away 100 people here, that's 600 people or so. So I go to an arena that's going to hold 2,000 people, and maybe, best case, I get 800. Yeah. You're still going to have an empty fucking arena that's, not gonna, <laughs> that's going to look really bad, yeah. and it's not going to have the energy of this venue that's, that's intimate, that's loud, that pe- like you're drinking, you're having a good time you're going to lose that energy. So I think the move happened at a very good time, but it wasn't that we lost the venue it w- or, or we chose to leave. It was they, they basically the venue was sold and the new tenants didn't want wrestling in there. They didn't want it. It's the church now. So, um, so yeah, it was, we, we, we were given a heads up. Like I heard rumors for about a year or two that yeah. they were looking to sell. Okay. Um, but I was like, had that sale happened six or seven years earlier, then I would have been screwed. But because I had 11 years in the same building, I have bar numbers. I can show a new venue. I have all this stuff. I can show a new venue. It was a lot easier to find a new venue. So it was, it was, it sucked having to leave, but it's also in hindsight, it was a great move. And it was one that, again, it just happened at the right time. All right, I don't have a lot more of your time. Uh, I want, but I, the you one thing take a few more minutes. That's fine. Take, okay. I can do a few more minutes. I I just want to. The, the one thing I want to address is something that you and I kind of um, uh, like watching one of my uh, one of my videos. 
um, that we kind of uh, spoke on was west of Toronto. Um, yeah. I don't hear a lot of people talk about C4. Me, myself, because, you know, being from Ottawa and I kept my eyes open, and, and I'll openly admit I don't keep as close an eye as I used to, but I still kind of, you know, I keep up with, uh, with C4. Right. But I, it just amazes me because I work for Alpha One. Primarily, yeah. I work for Alpha One. Yeah. And I see Alpha One and C4 very comparable. And yeah. I people in Ottawa will ask me about Alpha One, like the people that I still know from yeah. Ottawa. But when I say C4 here, people are like, oh, where's that? And yeah. I, I say, <laughs> like, it's in Ottawa. And it just, it always amazes me that, you know, Alpha One can go east of Toronto, but if you go west of Toronto, mm -hmm. I don't see four. Well, just <laughs> people I don't think, know about I it. I think, I think for one reason, in the GTA and in our surrounding, you have so much wrestling. I, I won't list them all, but there's so much. Yes, wrestling. there there is. There's a lot of wrestling, and I'd say that's to a detriment to a degree. But everyone's most of the better places are doing pretty well for themselves, and great for them. Yeah. But I think, to a degree, people don't need to look elsewhere. They're very, to a degree, they're spoiled. So it's it's frustrating on my end when you go on like the Ontario Indie Board on face or the Ontario Indie Group on Facebook or whatever, and it's like no one cares about Ottawa because it's 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 east of Oshawa and they don't need to worry about it. Um, like I said, we've won awards in Quebec for Quebec for, for Quebec year end awards versus anything in Ontario. Um, I, I, I miss back, back when Gordo used to run the Ontario Wrestling Insider Elite, the Owies, and he yeah. ran, he ran the year end award. Yes. And, um. Which I'm a two-time winner, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> and C, and C4 won for Eastern Ontario with all yes. these things. Yes. And I, I really miss that, that him running that because I felt like we finally got some recognition in the province. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating. I, I. But at the end of the day, I'm also like, we had, last show, we had almost 700 people at our show. Yeah. And it's like, I'm will, I I do stand by the fact we have the best crowd in Ontario. We have the best wrestling crowd in Canada. We have 650, 700 fans who come out every show, selling our venue out, making noise all night, um, having a good time. And I, I confidently stand by our product as well. And, and it's it just, it's frustrating that that no one sees that outside of there. Yeah, outside of outside of here. And we're on independentwrestling.tv, and and we're very happy there. And and they're a great company to be working with, and they have really provided us a spotlight for for international. But it's still frustrating that in in our own province, yeah, it, nobody really notices us. Well, I, I and, just... and again, and to and, and like I said, it's within an hour of of Toronto, well, basically two hours in every direction, there's people and there's things to do. Yes. Whereas Ottawa has pretty much a buffer of an hour around it with not much. So, And maybe that lends, because as I said, people in Ottawa contact me and yeah. will ask about Alpha One. Yeah. And, that, and that's, I don't know if the wrestling fan base is, is more knowledgeable in Ottawa, or as you say, that those in Hamilton or Oshawa or Toronto or the GTA, that as you said, they don't have to look that far, but maybe it lends to it that 
Ottawa fans have to like, well, what else is out there? And then they're purposely kind of looking beyond. That's possible. Um, like, I don't have the answer. I wish I, I knew it. Cause, but the, the way I, the way I've always said about within terms of people in Ottawa, there's two types of people who live here. C4 fans and those who haven't been yet. Like that, that's how confident I'm about a product. Yes. And it's, it's, it's the toughest part is getting people to just come out and take that risk on the show because there's been so many, especially in this area and about 10 years ago, there's a lot of bad shows. Yeah. So, and that people would be like, okay, I went to one of these indie shows and I just don't need to anymore. I saw what it was about. So it's, it's frustrating in that degree, but it's, yeah, it's, it's something that, yeah, we're, it, we're, I'm hoping it'll reach people. I'm hoping talking to you and, and trying to get it out there will, will certainly help. Well, in that vein, uh, this is going to be posted on the 26th. And yep. tonight, awesome. let's let's say yep. tonight, the way people are listening to this, tonight you have a show. Uh, tell us about that show because then that show is going to go up on independentwrestling.tv. So what, what do you got going tonight? Yeah, so that show is... I'm forgetting the name of my show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Heat. C4 presents Heat. Yes. Uh, so it's a loaded show. Uh, I'm trying. My mind's not there. It's not. It's not tomorrow yet, but it is tomorrow. Okay. It's it's Friday, April 26th. Yes. Uh, tonight at St. Anthony's Hall in the heart of Little Italy, not far from downtown, uh, we present Heat. Uh, the main event is a three-way dance for the C4 Championship with uh, new champion Josh Alexander defending against Toby Durst and Matt Angel. Uh, we have a really cool first-ever tag match between LAX and the, the Butcher and the Blade. Um, Ethan Page is up here facing James Stone. Uh, TDP is taking on Fight or Flight. Uh, and we've got just a loaded show. We've got Evil Uno. We've got Stu Grayson, the Smash Brothers. We've got tons. We've got tons of tons of talent. Uh, C4Wrestling.com would have the details, or facebookcom slash C4Ottawa would have the most up-to-date stuff. C4, uh, sorry, facebookcom slash C4Ottawa, or follow us on Facebook, or sorry, Twitter or Instagram at C4Wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's a real loaded show. We just announced like a match yesterday with a nine-way gauntlet. Uh, so eight matches, probably like 40 or 50 wrestlers on the card. I booked so many people. <laughs> <laughs> but and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but there's a lot of variety and there's a lot of action, and I guarantee it's going to be one of the best shows you see live if you come check us out. All um, right. So hopefully you do. Sounds good, and uh, obviously if people don't have the opportunity, as you said, they can go on independentwrestling.tv. And they can check yep. out not just that show in a few days, um, but all the, the back catalog of C4. Yeah, uh, we've got a ton up there, ton of Alpha 1s up there, ton of, ton of great content. And when you do sign up, use promo code C4Canada or another one, but C4Canada is one I would prefer you. Okay, how many, how many free days do you get? Uh, almost three weeks, 20 days. You get 20 days? Well, that, that's the same with the Alpha 1 one. But this, yes, is, this is. is your interview, so C4, <laughs> what is it, C4Canada? C4 Canada. C4 Canada, 20 free days on independent wrestling t- uh, TV. Uh, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, you and I are going to hook you. up again, and we're going to talk more when uh, when more time allows. And one of, these, one of these days, I'm going to get down, and i got to see a C4 show. It is de- it, it legit, and I'm not blowing smoke. That's on my bucket list, dude. Thank you very much. I'm Again, I'm very proud of this product. I'm very proud of what we built up in specifically the Ottawa scene, which never existed before. 
which is an, an indie scene in Ottawa, which just wasn't there 10 years ago. And I'm very proud of it. And, and it, yeah, we've come a long way, and I, I really do put our, our product up against anything out there, and I feel very confident that the energy level of our crowd with the talent we book stands toe-to-toe with the best indies out there. All right. I, uh, I'm very happy for you, and again, you and I will uh, we'll hook up one way or another in the future. For sure. All I right. hope so. Take care, sir. Take care. Bye now. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, so that was my interview with Mark from C4 in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, again, uh, I, I regret the fact that I haven't been talking to this guy for 14 years. Um, if, if, you're, if you're in the Ottawa area, be sure to get out to that show tonight. Sounds like an amazing show. Uh, as I said, it's genuinely on my bucket list to get out to a C4 show. My love of Ottawa, my love of wrestling, my love of Ottawa wrestling compels me to have to get out to a C4 show. However, if you do not have the opportunity to get out to the uh, to the C4 show tonight in Ottawa, him and I were talking about it, uh, independentwrestling.tv. It is such a great resource, not just for C4, not just for Alpha One, but there is so much great content on there. And I do, I, I'm not saying this, I wasn't blowing smoke when I, when I, when I talked to him about it. Like, get on independentwrestling.tv. Take those, for those 20 free days, C4 Canada, in, into the promo code, and you get 20 days free, and just, just binge on C4 Wrestling. It is, if you, if you have not seen C4 Wrestling, you are missing out. I say that all the time about Alpha One. But uh, you, you got to see C4 Wrestling. Like, I, I, always, I always encourage you guys to get on to independentwrestling.tv. You can see all their content before you sign up for anything. Just look at all their content. And I always say, pick out what you want to see, what you want to watch, and write it all down and where to find it. And then go, in a, go put the promo code in. Go put Alpha1, uh, all capital letters, and the number one, Alpha1. Or put C4 Canada, put that in there, and get 20 days free. And then go and watch all the stuff you've written down. If you just want good wrestling and you don't, eh, I'm too, Matt, I'm too fucking lazy to get out a piece of paper and to write all the stuff that's on there, then you know what? I'm going to point you in the right direction. I want you to go binge on Alpha One. I want you to go binge on C4 Wrestling. That's If you're too lazy to go look, your, just do that. Put in the promo code. And go binge on those two promotions. And I'm going to throw NSW in there. New School Wrestling. I'm going to throw that in there too. Okay? Just go on there and binge on Alpha One. Binge on C4. Binge on New School Wrestling. And I just, I dare and defy you to come back to me and tell me that I steered you wrong. Thank you everybody for listening this week. Thank you so much for listening every week. I will see you next week with another great guest. And Isaac, if you if you don't know by now, I love you, buddy. I love it too.